0: Thank you, choir, and also thank you, praise team. Last week, both Jonathan and Joshua weren't there, so uh, it was very hard for me to lead. Uh, it was easy, but I haven't had I led the praise for a long time, and it was hard. Uh, it's great that we have a full praise team and also choir. Uh, we struggle with uh, double-mindedness. That's who we are. We have two desires and two sides, one positive and the negative. Sometimes positive side can be negative side and also negative side can be positive side. Those two are not really sharply distinguished, uh, so they overlap, but we have both sides. Within, Within us, we have these two, conflicting desires. We want to be good for other people and live more wholesome life, uh, edifying. We want to be pleasant, kind, and loving. And we want to stand up for what is right and just and what is good. But also at the same time, we find ourselves being Easily angry, negative, lazy, timid, and not care. We sometimes become very dark, cynical, and critical. So we have these both sides within us. That is who we are. I mean, Jesus described this very well. When once uh, Jesus asked uh, the disciples to Be with him when he prayed in Gethsemane. Probably that was the most difficult time for Jesus in his entire life. So he asked his disciples to be with him, just to be with him. But they could not do that. And when Jesus saw that, this is what Jesus said. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I think this describes very well about us. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So true. Yes, we have a conflict between spirit and flesh. I mean, here the flesh does not mean your physical desire. It's not, it doesn't mean physical body. It is is more than that. St. Paul describes this flesh in this way. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh sold into slavery under sin. So flesh is a self that is governed by our weak self, controlled by human weaknesses, also our sins. That's what flesh is. And so we have the spirit that is willing to do something good, but also we have the flesh that does the opposite. Then what do we do? We have uh, this uh, uh, contradiction and dilemma within us. What, what do we do? Uh, hide it? Hide it? Or just ignore that it doesn't exist, and we only look at the positive side? Uh, if you do that, more troubles come. When you start doing that, you become—you're uh, living a dual life, double life. And then hypocrisy will become characteristic of your life. You're not not becoming uh, uh, real in that way. Oh, that person looks so nice, but somehow I don't feel that that person is real. So you don't feel really real uh, with those uh, who totally ignore that they have this conflicting natures within them. So spiritual journey, my friends, is not to hide it. It's not to deny that there is double-mindedness within us. That's, That's not the goal of spiritual journey. You should not use faith to cover up your weaknesses and your dark side. That's not what faith is for. Rather, when you're spiritual, you see more clearly that this disconnectedness exists within us. And we all struggle and suffer from this disconnectedness. And then when when we are spiritual, we we see that more clearly. So spirituality actually lets you see your raw self, not, not polished one, but as you are the raw self. Spirituality guides you to be able to see that. Almost it gives us strength uh, and courage to be able to see that. In our spiritual journey, we see this disconnectedness between faith and doubt. We don't always have faith. We have doubt uh, behind our faith. And also, we hear the word, but we never always do the word. We are more comfortable hearing the word, like today. You're sitting there, uh, hearing the nice word, but go, go, you go out and forget about everything. That's easier to do so. Or uh, g- good desire you have, but also evil desire. And then there's uh, disconnectedness. And then uh, thinking and also action. And knowing and doing, living out what, what you know, So we see a lot of this contradiction within us. And sometimes we get confused. Who am I? It's hard to define who I am. If you define yourself only in the positive side, that doesn't do any good. Only uh, in a negative way, that doesn't do any good either. So we have to accept both sides. So, To be able to see both sides within us, uh, that's what spiritual journey is. And so spiritual journey is not always easy and pleasant. So you know what people do? (laughs) Uh, They conveniently uh, uh, separate the public self and private self. The public self that you show to the people, oh, you look so great. You seem like you have no problem. You're always a nice guy, all that. But private self only disclose to yourself. That's easier to deal with your conflicts within you. But I don't think we should play blind eyes to this disconnectedness. We should be true to ourselves. Good faith doesn't do that. Good religion doesn't do that. This is what James said if anything, that they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Their religion is worthless. We don't want that kind of religion. I mean, you, you think that you're so religious and yet, what do you do to other people? You're hurting others. Also, the answers. well, then the Don't pretend that you're religious. Oh, I have no faith. That's easy. Is that how you reconcile your disconnectedness? Discordance? I don't think so. Good faith doesn't do that. It does not blind us. It does not paint us with a false image. When we have a good faith, We have a pretty good idea of who we are. Bad faith does very opposite. It misguides us and blinds us. I see a lot of bad faith around me. In the church, we taught bad faith. Pretend you're this or you're that. Oh, be nice, but just on the surface. We're not talking about inner transformation, just behavior. that uh, we show to other people. We're teaching continuously this bad faith and bad religion. That doesn't do any good to our growth. James said this, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. It's like deceiving yourself. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror For they look at themselves, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. They forget about themselves. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act. They will be blessed in their doing. It's like you look in mirrors, and they turn around, you forget about who you are. Often we do that. We hear the word and oh yeah, why am we see a little bit? And you go around and you forget about who you are. The book of James has been misunderstood for a long time because uh, uh, the book of James, uh, James said that faith without good works is dead faith. And so Martin Luther, uh, the reformer, wanted to get rid of this uh, book from the uh, canon. Because he wanted to emphasize that faith alone, not your good works, not your good life that uh, saves you, but faith alone that saves you. But James said uh, faith without good works uh, is dead faith. So he, uh, he tried to get rid of it, but later, of, of course, he put it in. But that's not what James is not uh, trying to say. That's a misunderstanding about James. James also believes that faith is the most important. Faith alone can save us. And James is also saying that. But he's saying that that faith has to be be real faith and good faith and genuine faith. Not fake faith. Not bad faith. It has to be real faith. Only that real faith will save you. Because in his community, uh, when you look at the background of James, uh, his community was surrounded by the secular world, and then uh, having faith was very difficult. So people started leaving the church. They gave up their uh, faith, and so they uh, just entered into a secular world. And the people who remained in the church, they, start, they say that, oh, we have faith, but their faith was only in their brain. Oh yeah, I believe that Jesus died for me. Oh, I believe that God loves me. I, I, I believe that by believing in Jesus, you go to heaven and all, all this. But only in brain. That, that faith did not really transform them. Even those who remain in the church, they started having this weird faith that doesn't do any good to their lives. Only in their thinking, in their feeling. And then James saw how deadly that faith is. How dangerous that faith is. It just... Uh, conveniently devise my life and uh, religion in that way. So he really wanted to uh, show them only the real faith can save you. Because these people, they say they have faith, but there are a lot of poor people, orphans and uh, widows. They didn't care. They only cared about themselves. So they say, oh, yeah, I believe. But that belief and faith didn't do any good. So they said they had have faith, have faith, but in actuality, they were falling into the secular world. They wanted to have both and cake and eat it too. They wanted to have faith and just fall into the secular world. Kind of division was more convenient to them. And James is saying that that faith is dead faith. It is bad religion, worthless. Good faith, yes, makes us see our dilemma and makes us struggle. After today's sermon, uh, in the parking lot, one elder. Uh, came to me, almost 80. And he said, Reverend, hearing your sermon, I, some, I felt like I lived all my life in vain. What am I doing? I told him, that is exactly the response I wanted. Because you have real faith. You see how vain your life was. So, Good faith makes us see our dilemma and contradiction within us as real as it is, as honestly as it is. but it also shows us something else, and that is God. In spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our uh, hypocrisy, in spite of conflicts within us, God still works within us. God still loves us. Good faith makes us see that. And good faith creates new desire within us to wanna be changed. The real change we want, that desire is created through good faith. It creates a movement movement from selfishness to sacrifice, from hatred to love, to laziness to diligence it creates a good faith lets you see who you are but at the same time it creates that desire so now we have both conflict within us but also strong desire to want to be changed that's what spirituality is good faith does not necessarily get rid of your contradiction that's not how faith works but it creates desire to want to be changed. And that saves us. That saves, that tension saves you. You're not saved by getting rid of this tension. By having this tension, you are saved. And you see this tension in Psalmist very well. Let me read it for you. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Obviously, this psalmist is struggling quite a bit. He sees conflict within him. He says he believes, but he has a lot of worries, and then uh, he's depressed and down. And then he commends himself, hope. Oh, In God, for I shall again praise him, my help, my, my God. So he sees conflicts within him very clearly, but he also says this. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. That thirst, that desire, that's what saves you. Yes you see your conflict your hypocrisy but at the same time you have that desire what was that song that you sang that all i give i f-. what is that the words huh huh what should i do what, oh, what right and huh well, and then what was the word what, yeah what can i do what can i say and Yes, my but I offer my heart to you. That's what it is. What can I say? What can I do with myself? Who is so much in contradiction? I offer myself to you. We have to get to that. Then salvation comes. And we realize that I cannot save myself. Only God can save me. That's how disconnect, disconnectedness becomes resolved. So when you're discouraged, when you feel weak, when you even feel worthless, don't give up. Hope in God and praise God and seek God. God is your help. God will help you and God will save you from your dilemma and God will give you strength. When you see your own contradiction and when you struggle with it, don't be alarmed. Don't try to hide it. Don't sweep it under the rock. Don't run away. Who doesn't have baggage? We all struggle with our own baggage, don't we? Embrace yourself. Be gentle to yourself. Seek God. Find strength in God's word. God will help you. And this is where courage and humility go together. You become creative without losing yourself. And good faith is faith seeking to understand who we are and who God is. If you don't know who you are, you can never know God. But through this process, you will know who you are, and you will know who God is. So all the graduates, you're entering into the bigger world. uh, One step uh, higher. But your life will not necessarily get easier. Maybe it will become more complicated. More complex problems you may face. Especially those who are going to university, and you will be bombarded with all the new ideas that you never heard of, all the challenges of ideas. What do I believe? What do I hold on to? You'll be confused at times. You'll you'll see your own contradiction more. When you're younger, you didn't see that uh, uh, very much, but when you're older, you see more contradiction within yourself. You become more real about yourself. That's when this whole process you need to go through. Instead of trying to run away, instead of trying to be too hard on yourself, or trying to uh, put up the image of who who is not you, instead of doing that, go through the spiritual journey. God will help you. God will guide you. You will come out with a harmony. This connectedness will become harmonized within you, and you become real, Uh, authentic person with integrity. And that's what I want to tell you for the graduates. Let us sing together.